Hey, Real Talk listeners, welcome back. Happy New Year. Oh my goodness, it's 2022. Michelle, we are here in a new year. Can you, I mean, can you believe how quick or maybe slow that this year has gone by? I I can not believe it. You know, I read something the other day that said, as you age, years seem to go by faster and faster but the minutes seem to go slow. And I, that's the way I would describe 2021. Like in the moment or in the day or the situation, it's like, is this ever going to end? And now we look back at it and holy crap, it ended in the blink of an eye. I know. So this episode is really to talk through 2021. And it's interesting, um, but, uh, you know, it'll be super important for us to talk through and recap 2021 because I think 2022, I mean, I'm hoping this is going to be a different year for us, Michelle. Like, I feel like we have so much going on, but uh, I don't know, like 2020 was like the pandemic start and there was a big lull and nobody hung out with each other. 2021, like people are getting vaccinated and there's a great resignation or reshuffle, like all of this stuff is happening or has happened in 2021. I wonder what you know 2022 is going to to bring us and i know i was listening to our podcast before before you know our recording today of of last year and michelle you and i have different perspectives on how we handle new years like i am all about the new year's resolution and you are all about the word of the year right so it's interesting because uh we have obviously a new year ahead of us, um, but Michelle, I would love to hear how your 2021 went so we can kind of talk through the word that you chose in 2021 and how that really played out. Yeah, for sure. So um, in yours, you had some really impressive goals this last year too. So my word for 2021 was connect. And I've talked about this before, The idea behind the word for me is really just kind of a theme to move towards. Like, I like to win, but it's, I've never been that kind of person who like jumps into something just to be like, woohoo, I won, I made it. Even like, I can remember playing games, board games and stuff as a child. And even though I wanted to like be the winner, I didn't want anyone else to really lose. And so I think for me, that's the reason that the word of the year connects is that I'm not looking for something that I can check off the list. And Maria, you know this because we've been in classes together when we were way back in the day when we were trainers. And I kind of break people into two categories when it comes to goals or achievements. And one of the things that I do is I call them the listers. You have the listers and you have everybody else. And I always, when I say you're the listers, half of the room just perks up and they're super excited. They're like, yes, I love a list. I've never loved a list. And I always get super envious of the people because I always, um, when I describe a lister as someone who has a to-do list all the time, And they're constantly updating it. It's not just like they make to-do lists. They actually make to-do lists and achieve the things on them. And I always say that I can tell 
when someone is an over-the-top lister in my mind. And it's because if they complete something that wasn't on the list, they write it on the list so they can check it off. And sure enough, everyone always pipes up and goes, yes, yes, yes. Because that has never like brought me internal satisfaction, I think that's why I just go with a theme. And that way I ask myself, am I moving in the direction that I wanted to? And so last year, I do think I rushed through picking my word of the year. Didn't make that mistake this year. But I ended up with connect. And I feel like I did that pretty well, both in my uh, personal and my professional life. So just a little bit on the personal piece. Uh, There's no question that as I was climbing the corporate ladder in America, that work became more and more a part of my life. It became an excuse for why I couldn't go to parties or why I couldn't do things or why I only saw my friends once every three months versus seeing them more often. And I can comfortably say that I have found better balance in that. We've tried to be very planned about our approach. We actually tried to come up like with once a month, we'll do this. And that tends to not work out because my friend group is so diverse and we have such different careers and responsibilities, both from parenting and jobs and even caregiving. And so it it really does become hard to mesh it up when some of your friends have very, very young children. Others are caregivers for their parents. Some are single or just the two of them. So it's hard to mesh up, but we've managed to meet pretty regularly throughout the year. My family, I um, show up for them more than I have in the past. And when I say show up, I always showed up. I just might show up and answer work emails the entire time I was there. And so I'm trying to find ways to do that better as well. I think for me, the biggest place that I saw connection change, however, was in business connections. We've had the opportunity to meet a number of clients and or potential clients over the year. I've had great opportunities to introduce Real Talent as well as the podcast Real Talk to a number of businesses and organizations that support our desire to make the workplace good for everybody. And I've done that through community groups or national organizations like SHRM or ADT, ATD, excuse me. So I would say I feel like I've been successful on my theme. Oh, good. You know, that's always exciting, right? Like when you feel like you're successful with your word. Um, For me, I had last year um, put in obviously the transformation challenge at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, I had all of these these preset goals. And one of the things that I wanted to focus on that I didn't, but it wasn't part of my New Year's resolution was self-care. And I did that through working out, which I feel like I was really good at. Like I purposely, I have a gym membership and I don't actually go, but I actually pay for classes somewhere else. And, I, and I'm and i committed to going to that because I get penalized if I don't go to one of those. 
So it like commits me to a certain time in the day to get focused. And so I actually went to those and, you know, I was just like, you know what, I don't care how, like, if I have to stop work at a certain time of the day and block off my schedule so that there's no meetings, I'm dedicated to go to work out at the gym. And I did. And I did that uh, last year to just get back into more of like a healthy area. And so it's interesting though, because then I like tapered off at the end of the year once I actually completed what I I needed to complete. Um, And uh, this last quarter has been like ferocious. I've been eating like pasta every day. I haven't been to the gym in the last couple of weeks uh, just because I haven't been feeling well. So I feel like uh, the new year brings on new excitement because kick it off with another transformation challenge and try to get back into kind of a healthier state. So um, pretty exciting. I'm also engaged. So I have obviously a bunch of 2022. Woo. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is, you know, what, uh, you know, the, the last year has brought me, um, I thought I was going to, I remember last year we were talking about how I started getting some sleep a little bit. Um, and it's interesting because probably for the first three quarters of the year, maybe a little less, I still was working pretty intensely, you know, in regards to my schedule and my hours, this, this great resignation and great reshuffle that we've had in 2021 has really put in those barriers, you know, where we thought, you know, okay, 2021, you know, like I'm going to get some staffing and all of that. We, you know, there's just been a ton of turnover at organizations, which creates more work for, you know, talent acquisition team and, and, and stress on every department within HR, you know, so it, it continued to be a barrier from a, a work perspective. And, uh, you know, my company ended up going public this year. So that was a lot of work as well. So I feel like I sustained a lot, but I did put in some focus to make sure that I did meet my New Year's resolution um, in regards to transformation. I think like that, you know, obviously is going to bring a lot. It's put in a lot of things in perspective. I've actually taken the last couple of weeks kind of off from work so that I could, you know, kind of get back into a better mental health state um, because it's just been crazy. It's been a crazy 2021 with this great resignation, great reshuffle. And I've been pretty excited because I've learned so much and had some great uh, opportunities to really kind of continue to elevate. So it's it's been a really interesting professional 2021. Personal 2021, I think I've been mainly focused on you know, obviously that the the transformation, but just, you know, kind of gaining some better uh, balance during the weekends as well, you know, just hanging out with friends and putting some investment into my relationships. I mean, Michelle, you and I have spoken so much. I feel like you're like my family at this point. <laughs> it's been, we do uh, talk a lot. <laughs> we do. And it's, it's not just like always business. It's right. like we about personal stuff and so it's it's good to like be able to invest in some relationships this year too for sure um we've had some great speakers i mean we kicked off we had carl um this last year nikki Lerner, i think was one of the most motivating podcasts yes you know she had some really great information to say in regards to dei i think we continue to talk through dei because i think businesses still fall short here. They do, um, for sure. I just read an article 
where they're talking about, you know, making pay equity public, like all you're going to know what all your coworkers make and stuff like that. And it's like, that's a step towards diversity, equity and inclusion, and more so like the the equity side of things and how you're treating your diverse population. But you know, they're really missing the buck on inclusivity. Like I feel like sometimes organizations just feel like, okay, well, if I put in a minority into this executive role, like that solves my problems, right? Like we have a black female as a COO. Like I don't think that solves the problem, right? Because you want diversity and thought as well and things like that. And it's interesting because a lot of the executives just have the con- like a, a lot of the same mentalities um, in some aspects. And so, you know, it, it's kind of like one of those things like you you hire a bunch of mini me's. So how are you diversifying your thought on your teams? And it's not just at the executive level. It happens throughout an organization. But those are the types of conversations that also need to be had. It just can't be your ethnicity or your gender. Absolutely. And I would agree Still quite a ways to go. Um, I've been on a few groups before where I was the only female in the group. And so I think I can feel it a little bit, but it was never at, the groups were never at an executive decision-making level where I, I feel like I felt the pressure. But can you imagine the pressure of being the only, right? Like where everybody looks at you as that, that one female Black person, and you're supposed to somehow represent the opinions, like that's not enough. Um, And it's definitely not enough. And this is where, Maria, you and I, we could just both stand on a podium all day long uh, because we have zero difference of opinion on this. It's not just about having that color of skin in the room, but when when you either overtly or directly suggest to that person that they still have to behave the way the rest of the room behaves, then they're not even allowed to bring their authentic self to work. There are still significant challenges that people have. And the truth is, and I will find out the name of the person that I read this. I read it on uh, LinkedIn. It was someone post, someone I follow on LinkedIn posted about how it's it's unfair that the majority white people continue to say, just bring your authentic self to work because we're not the ones, as a white person, I'm not the one that gets criticized because you don't behave like everyone else, right? And so we're putting all this pressure on minorities to show up as their true self but we haven't given them an environment where that's even acceptable for them to do. And then the minute they do start showing up or behave in a different way, then we start coaching them because that's, well, why are you behaving like that? So we're in this weird place where we're like, yes, we want you to show up. But then they, the people that are brave enough to try get slapped down And so now no one else is willing to. Guys, we're still in a place where if we stop this conversation, and by we, I don't just mean this podcast, I mean the world. If we stop this conversation, we are going to quickly rubber band back to the bullshit we had before. It's true. Wait, we still sort of have that bullshit. (laughs) We're just tugging on the rubber band. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we can continue talking about this forever, Michelle, but I think those are the things that companies need to consider as they are coming into the new year. Like, have they really shifted their ideology in all of these areas? Right. When you think about connection as well, I think AJ was a really great connection for us. You know, what I really, what I want to point out with him is not just how direct and how well he fit in with it, how direct his conversation was, how well he fit in with us to kind of challenge the process or what was the the status quo. I think a lot of what we see in this massive turnaround of the workforce in the United States, he even alluded to some of it in the first podcast that he was on. But one of the things that he did incredibly well was pivot his business based on need. You know, he started with a very clearly defined business, which he still does, which is executive placement. But then he pivoted that business when he saw a greater need in the world with um, a lot more blue collar workers being in a position where they potentially needed to go on interviews for the first time in decades, didn't have resumes or had five, 10-year-old resumes. And so he pivoted in order to address that need and really help the greater good, if you will. Yeah. And you're going to see that. I mean, I I feel like we've seen that more, right? Uh, Throughout the year of people pivoting some of their their business models to accommodate what's transpired, which is interesting because I don't think people ever thought they'd be that flexible. No, definitely not. So yeah, I feel like um, we've made some great strides as a business and personally. Now, I mean, we could talk three podcasts about the things that didn't go our way, like for example, two new variants of a deadly virus, right? So, I mean, there were definitely a lot of things. I think for sure what 2020 taught the world was that you have to find the good even around the bad because there's going to be bad and it's still showing up. It's still, there's still some quite grim stuff out there around COVID-19 and all of its variants. A lot of questions like, Maria, I think I told you, I was uh, visiting, I I was having a trip, a business trip with a client and I was in New York and I had been there for most of the week before um, the law was passed that required masks and vaccinations in public facilities. Now, And I've said this several times, the masks get on my nerves, not for the reasons that people like to complain. I just like to breathe better and a layer of fabric over my face (laughs) does not make it easy to do anything but mouth breathe. And I hate mouth breathing as a general rule, but to make it more enjoyable, I have like 9,000 colors so they can match my clothes. And I do wear a mask. So whether I love wearing a mask or not, it is still something that I do, regardless of the fact that I am vaccinated and still have antibodies from 
getting COVID. But I don't know. I just, it didn't occur to me to pack my vaccination card when I went on this trip. I don't know why. I should just keep it with my healthcare stuff. I didn't. And um, I show up at the hotel on a Thursday night and uh, there are massive signs. They're like, to be in a public facility, you must be vaccinated. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-oh. By the way, guys, I know in case you send me some advice, Maria already told me, take a picture of it. I saved it to my my phone so I can get to it really fast in my notes. I don't have to scroll through my pictures. I will always be with me. But yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff is still impacting the world and changing the way we live our lives personally as well as professionally. So I think we're going to have to stay on our toes to keep moving to accommodate the need. I mean, we're still... I think one of our first podcasts, Maria, was about tips on how to work effectively from home and things to avoid if you want to be effective, right? That was one of our first podcasts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's been... And yet most companies many companies are still struggling with bringing their teams together who work remotely. I mean, like still a ton of companies who the idea of having a brainstorming session on a digital device is still overwhelming for them. It's true. I don't see why it wouldn't be overwhelming or why it would, right? I can see it from both perspectives. Well, I mean, we know that we know that there's definitely a group of people that that thrive from face-to-face interactions. They need the body language. They need the energy. They need the camaraderie of other people. And uh, the reality is it's it's sort of split. And that's why we've had those discussions. Um, we've evolved into discussions that might have started with, you should not force your employees to come back to, you should ask better questions, right? That's the reason those questions have to be asked because part of your workforce needs that to be truly happy in their work environment. But the other half of your workforce doesn't. And so where in reverse, where everybody was in a cubicle, you had certain groups that thrived and certain groups that sort of kept their head down and avoided everything. You might see the opposite now. You might see other people thriving because they have more time to be in their own headspace. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think the last two years have shown people have been in their mo- their own hunt space. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like most of us want to get out of our headspace by now. Here's the problem is we didn't really get in our headspace. We got into things like TikTok in order to distract us from our headspace. It's true. Yeah. So let's talk about 2022, Michelle. Seriously. Oh. What is your word of 2022? I actually started thinking about my word a month ago. And it is because I have a belief, maybe not everybody that um, subscribes to the concept of a word believes it this way. This is the way I believe it. I believe that my soul will know what word is best for me. And the last two years, I believe the choice was correct. So I started with three words. I used to read like every word on the planet to try to pick and contrive my word. But that's the reason I changed anyway. And I ultimately boiled it down to the word love. And part of it, it it does, it 
speaks to my soul. That word speaks to my soul. Um, But it also speaks to some things that I think need to be different in my personal life, as well as my professional life, as well as business in general, in order for us to progress. And so I think we've talked about this. I don't think this, I know this. We've talked about it, particularly for people who are X generation or older. And you went through the workforce in the 80s and the 90s. We've always been taught that the idea of emotions, particularly love at work is a bad thing. And now we're at a place where we're starting to say we are whole people with emotions, whether we're at work or at home. And so as a workforce, you've got to find a way to deal with that. I know that historically, um, leaders have been taught to come from a place of power. And it's time that we change that. It's time that we come from a place of compassion and empathy and love for each other. So for me, this sort of fits into the place that I am now and I want to move to by 2023. I love that. I think that's exciting. I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out next year to see how it really evolves. Because I think where, where you're coming from with it, like it's just, it's a lot better to go that way than I think you mentioned like hate, right? Like investing, right. investing into the positive aspect. And you know, it's interesting. I think that because words like love are taken out of the workforce or they were taken out of the workforce. We actually talk about this when we talk about situational leadership. In situational leadership, there's a concept that it's it's the extent of task and relationship. And every time somebody hears relationship, I think we immediately think partner relationship, like significant other relationship or even relationship you have with your friends or your family. And I think that's the connotation we always apply to love is we always assume that becomes kind of that intimate partner relationship or your family or your close friends relationship. But love is ultimately just caring about the well-being of another person to the level that you're invested in trying to make sure how they feel is good, right? I mean, ultimately, in my mind, that's all it is. It's, it's simply caring or being invested in another person enough to want them to do well, whether that's emotionally or physically or financially or whatever it is. And that applies at work. As a leader of a team, Maria, you... I know you well enough to know this about you. You want nothing but the best for your employees. And even I've seen your struggle and you've seen mine in situations where we've realized that an employee might not be a right fit. And we're going to have to end that professional relationship with that person. It still weighs on us how we end that relationship in a way that serves that person's best long-term interest. Do they like us in the short term? Absolutely not. No one wants to lose their job. But you and I both still struggle through how do we do this in a way that that person comes out as good as possible from this situation. And so for me, that's all I mean when I use the word love, is that you actually care 
about someone else's well-being. Yeah. I mean, if we haven't figured that out through the pandemic, I don't know. It's I think it's a challenge, right? But I hope that's where everyone's at these days. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, guys, get there quick. <laughs> um, I it is honestly, I am still gonna be the one to quickly snap in some sarcasm and say stuff like, if you haven't figured it out by now, you should not be a leader. But for the record, that's not me hating on you. That is me saying you are not in the right place for yourself or those around you. True story. So Michelle, what can our listeners expect from us in 2022? For sure, some of the things that you will see maybe a little bit different from us is what you started to see the last two thirds of last year, which is all of our podcasts, whether or all of our podcast series will revolve around advice or things that you can do, whether you are listening as an individual trying to progress in your career, or if you are listening as a leader trying to do what's right for their team. And finally, kind of our third audience is business owners um, and how you're trying to do what is best for your company while balancing what is best for your customers and your employees. So you're going to see that continue where each of our podcasts are really focused on not just bringing a topic to light, but bringing a topic to light with some advice on how you can use it. You will. Guys, you're going to hear us talk about diversity, equity, inclusion for the rest of time uh, until it is no longer required to talk about it because it isn't a thing. Like the the definition is no longer necessary because inclusion just is. And while I wish that happened, that would happen in my professional career, um, I'm close enough to retirement to be honest with myself that it's, it's probably not going to be a thing that happens within my professional career. But it doesn't mean we're not, we're going to stop trying to push it and finding a way. So you're definitely going to hear a lot around that and some additional speakers around that as well. The other thing that we're going to do is instead of a start, it's more of a continuation. One of the things that we've been trying to do since we started this podcast series was to be able to shift at a, in a moment. Um, like we started with all the advice about how to create a podcast and come up with like a, a quarterly plan or a quarterly schedule, a yearly schedule, etc. But honestly, from the moment that COVID became a global pandemic and then uh, political and social unrest, um, not just in the United States, but around the world, um, that social unrest, you know, kind of extended beyond, I think, what we're used to seeing, which is violence within different countries. And now it became a strive for justice for all people in unjust world. We've tried to be able to bring topics to the table that were relevant to you in the moment so that you could look at what was happening in the world around you and see how you might have to shift your thinking or shift your actions in order to effectively navigate those waters. Um, I think you'll continue to see that, particularly as it relates to employees 
seeking better employment. There's no question the great resignation, the great turnaround, whatever you want to call the greatness of the big job shuffle of 2021. People want more from their 40 hours a week than they were getting, whether it's more benefits, more pay, more freedom of choice, whatever that happens to be for the individual. This has been a clear wake-up call that employees want more. Um, And so I suspect that will be a topic we continue as well. What about you, Maria? What's been on your mind? I think I'm with you. I think DEI is going to be continue to have a discussion. What's very interesting, um, and I'm probably teasing this up, is a lot of companies at the middle and towards the end of 2020 hired on chief diversity officers or some sort of DEI role. And they continue to evolve that into 2021. Love to um, talk through and research those companies to see how they've actually incorporated it. And I have some actual feedback on how, like, what best practices are. So I want to continue having some of that discussion. I think for us, really, how this great resignation, great reshuffle is going to pan out and how it continues in 2022. Because you know, people still are leaving companies and they're not backfilling the other roles and they're going to college or, you know, kind of just starting their own businesses. How is that going to impact the workforce? Because companies are going to have to do more with less people and that creates more burnout and more turnover. And it's just going to continue circling. It's a never ending cycle. I know. So I think a little bit of that, you know, on top of what you mentioned, and for us to continue really bringing on guest speakers that are going to be impactful to the listeners. Guys, you're still going to hear us challenge the process and question the status quo, because frankly, if it was working, we wouldn't all be quitting in droves. We wouldn't all be miserable. We wouldn't all be living our lives waiting for the weekend when we didn't have to go to work. Um, so clearly what we have been doing has not been working. So expect us to continue pushing buttons and sharing opinions, both of ours as well as our listeners to get their voice out there. It's true. So let's continue the momentum. Michelle, I'm glad we just got to chat about 2021 and what is going to bring us into 2022. All of these unknown variables. It's interesting because there's a lot of memes on this. If anybody wants to look at the 2022 memes, because no one has any idea as to what's going to happen with the continuance of the pandemic. But stay tuned, listeners, because there is so much more that we are going to bring you. Until next time, take care. Happy New Year. Bye, guys.